Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Anybody like my Dallas cigarette mom look? <laughs> you can call uh, me Mandy tonight. The the hair the hair will make sense very soon. Oh, and it I always makes sense. <laughs> uh, we got. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did she get very far? We got some lovely wigs going on, and I am both proud and ashamed that this is my real hair. And she put the wig on, and it, like, wasn't big enough. <laughs> so we scrapped it. We scrapped it, and we're like... Went with the real thing. Kenya's hair can, can do better than this. She sat... Best friend sat down in my salon chair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Well, should we fucking do this? Now, let's go. <laughs> you are listening to Wine and Crime, the, p- <laughs> the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesota accents. You did it. We did it. <laughs> you done did it. For I'm a bunch Kenyan. of Texans, you're pretty good at that Minnesota <laughs> accent. It feels like home. I'm Kenyan, but tonight my name is Tallahassee. I didn't... Oh, I... Okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, that's, that's not in Texas. All over this microphone, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Lucy, but you can call me Tiffany. <laughs> and I'm Amanda, but you can call me Mandy. <laughs> It's a Mandy night it's tonight. It's a Mandy night. She's out. <laughs> Mandy's coming out. Mandy's here, y'all. Mm. <laughs> when Amanda was doing my hair, she went completely into character. I was overcome by a spirit. <laughs> With some steel magnolias shit. Yeah. I got oh in there and I backcombed. Tell the, tell the steel magnolia story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shelby, drink your juice. <laughs> So, as I was judging her up in my salon chair backstage, mm-hmm. back combing, she was like, how do you know how to do this so well? And I said, well, you're never going to believe when I starred as Weezer Bedreau in my high school production of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> the, the role she was born to oh, play. Yes. The very gay theater director. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, not, he's out gay. I'm not outing him. He's been gay his whole life. <laughs> Thought, you know, what would be, what would do these gals right is uh, we're going to take a little field trip to, uh, her name was Mama Pat, <laughs> to Mama Pat's in her house basement salon. <laughs> Took a whole day off of school. 
Went to the salon, learned Skill. how to back comb, learned that when you drop your comb on the ground, you do not pick it up until your client has left the building. Oh, okay. Learned all the tricks at that little field trip going to the ba Mama Pat's basement salon, and Mama Pat has since passed away. Oh, God. Rest in peace, Mama Pat. God bless Mama Pat. <laughs> she was in her elder years. Probably yes. all the aerosol fumes over the years. It yeah. could have been. Yeah. I don't know. A mysterious cancer took her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I do know how to back comb. Yes. Got Mama Pat, foundation. Mama Pat put up a good fight. <laughs> Mama Pat put up a good fight, but you just can't beat them chemicals. No, you can't. Or we that pancreatic cancer. This accident. It's I'm, too I'm fun. moving to Dallas. I'm I'm being Mandy. <laughs> No, I'm not. This heat is fucked up. Oh, my God. Uh, my ass is wet <laughs> after half a rip. <laughs> I can't smoke here. Yeah. Gotta bring, gotta bring back the cigarettes indoors. Absolutely not. I have to start vaping if I'm gonna move to Dallas. <laughs> Mandy vapes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. This is the whole show. <laughs> we this don't got, is it. We don't got no stories for y'all. We have no notes. Um, no. Okay. So, if you couldn't have guessed, uh, the topic tonight is a gal's pick. Oh, and yes. it is the bigger the hair, the closer to God crime. Oh, I cannot wait. We understood the assignment. We yes, we did. Oh. Yes, we did. And we have a perfect pairing tonight. Amanda, what is our wine crime parent? Sorry, excuse me. Mandy. Mandy. What is our wine crime parent for the bigger the hair, the closer to God? Well, you know, if we're coming down to Dallas and we're hanging out with all of our best friends, we got to get a couple bottles of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. Our gal That's Kim Crawford. Our gal Kim, who is a man, but she will always be Kim. <laughs> we have been corrected, and we have said we know. And She's great. <laughs> and she is sweating. Look at this bottle, y'all. Yeah. She is dripping. She's this looks like my backside. Let me maybe, tell you. Maybe, maybe she's pregnant, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's pregnant. She's glowing. There's one on the way. One on the God, way. God, I hope it ain't twins again. I hope it ain't twins again. <laughs> so from the label, because I have done my research, <laughs> this is a Marlboro Sau Blanc. It's from the land of the Sau Hobbits. Blanc. Yeah, the Hobbit land. <laughs> Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc dazzles with aromas of intense tropical fruit and fresh-cut grass notes. The palate bursts with passion fruit, citrus, and ripe stone fruit flavors <laughs> from exceptional vineyards in New Zealand's famous Marlboro region. We proudly craft this exuberant Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Delicious with fresh seafood. Got, lot, got plenty of that in Dallas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Goat cheese Bust salad. right in from the coast. Yep. Goat cheese salad, or as I prefer it, on its own. <laughs> Now, I have a wine key, but we really don't need it because it's a twist. <laughs> and when we do this, do y'all know what to do? Would you mic my bottle, please, I baby will. girl? I will. I would love to. You get 
get on, you get on that like a duck on a jukebug. <laughs> I'm gonna crack with you if that's all right. Oh, I would love a co-crack. All right, one, two, three. Oh, nice crack! Oh, thank you. I am blessed. I am truly blessed. And I am oh. not suffering from any oh. FOMO at all. Oh, you, oh. It's fine. Well, that's just I'm sad fine. right there. You got to get a meniscus on it. You got to get the meniscus. <laughs> oh, she's wobbling. She's wobbling. Oh, my Lord. Well, cheers, y'all. Cheers. Yes. I can't cheers. It'll spill. No. We're, oh, we're clinking right. in our hearts. All right. Um, Scream inside your heart. What were, what were you, Tiffany? Tiffany, uh, uh, what is our background in sack tonight? Woo, well, <laughs> I'm going to bust out of the Texan accent because I can't carry that the entire show. Um, I'm trapped in here. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to get out, and I can't. The moment I put on this wig, it was over. <laughs> Seriously, this has been her for the last hour and a half. We've been here since five. <laughs> five. They're over it. I'm just getting started. <laughs> She's just warming up. And unleash their worst ticks and accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. This is what I was going for, but my, my tendrils weren't long enough. And then I tried to zhuzh them up with a hair straightener, and these are 100% synthetic, and I melted my tip. <laughs> and the bathroom smells funky. We're not getting our deposit back from the Southside Music Hall, let me tell you what. We might have to pay a cleaning fee. Yes. <laughs> Worth it. You should have put your blue hair out the back like this beautiful woman. That would have been so good. I know. <laughs> the sideburns. Yeah, she's like a cute. snake. So, I wasn't sure what the hell to write about big hair. <laughs> yeah, we kind of forced this topic on Lucy or <laughs> Tiffany over here. It's okay, I'm gonna recover. Mm. Um, and there is definitely no psych in this segment. And shake we, your bones. <laughs> yeah, oh, shake your bones. Shake your own bones. We have done hair crimes in the past as, an, as a regular Thursday episode. Indeed we have. So I already blew my load on weird hair facts. <laughs> Talk about follicles and bulbs. <laughs> uh, bulbs -ish. That's where the DNA lives. But I think I've cobbled together some good information for us coming from someone with exactly 14 strands of hair myself. <laughs> you just wrap it around to make a little hat. I could I only do. dream to achieve the hats of this dude. The heavenly hat. I just love how completely over it that woman is. <laughs> like you can she tell. She is dead inside. Oh. <laughs> it is weighing on her. Those eyes were painted on. These, are some, real. Post, this is, these are some post-production eyes. 
That's some Robert Durst right there. Mm. Poor darling. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's basically my expression after the first day of Crime Con. In New oh, yes. yeah. That was my smile. I was just like, Hi. She was so tired. I've it was never really interacted funny. with so many human <laughs> beings in one day. <laughs> my favorite photo of Kenyon is her in her dirndl. <laughs> and where this where this crime con was in Nashville, it was at what was it called? The the the, the Gaylord, 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 Gaylord Opryland Land Hotel and Convention Center. It's got a ri- a river there's runs a, through it. There's a river inside with a like it's gondola. Got a gondola. You could take a gondola ride inside. So the Kenyon's hotel. in her dirndl in the gondola, looking just like this, minus the smile. Honestly, her eyes were just kind of. She yeah. was done. Her her goose she, was cooked. She gave up. <laughs> okay, so first. This is my favorite episode of all time. <laughs> oh my. First, a helpful definition from Wikipedia. Quote Big hair is a hairstyle that emphasizes large volume or largely styled hair, especially when those styles make the hair occupy a large amount of space above and around the head. Yeah. You're, That's a quote. You're paying for the airspace. That? Okay. that is a quote from Wikipedia. I've cited my source. It's extraordinarily helpful. I hope I've cleared this up for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The definition of big hair is the occupation of space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by the hair. This woman in the middle looks I love her. straight out of a John Waters movie. She's yes. everything. She is a cartoon come I to life. I feel laugh. like this is the Valley of the Dolls rap party right here. Her cigarette is also 10 inches long. It's so long. And it's lit. Oh, yeah. You could smoke that little sucker for two hours. Well, that was probably half of it. It was probably a full <laughs> foot. Oh, yeah. Foot and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as with so many things, big hair did not, in fact, invo- evolve in a vacuum. And it also did not debut in the 1960s. More like the 1560s. It was the 60s. Regardless, it was the 60s. Oh, my God, that hair. Yes. Wow. So this was that Georgiana. <laughs> George Washington? What's her name? Is it Georgiana? Is I it the Duchess? Know. I Googled big Victorian hair. Can you just immediately knows exactly that is who neither this woman is? 1560s nor Victorian, not anywhere close. It's it is big in hair. the middle. It's okay. big hair. <laughs> hair police. So at the time. Having long, full hair was a major status symbol, and baldness was not only embarrassing to you, the bald one, but also to everyone around you. It was, like, offensive. It was offensive. Especially to whoever you were fucking, because that was like, oh, you you got it. You got the Sif. My father would have been put in the stocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was bald as a cue ball. Yeah. So, unfortunately, syphilis, the syph, was sweeping across Europe at this time, and hair loss was one major symptom of this infection, along with open sores on the downstairs areas. Hate that. Blindness and dementia. I have all of those symptoms. (laughs) 
Definitely dementia. But each for different causes. Well, right. My pap came back clear, so. <laughs> My pappy. My pappy. My annual pappy. My pappy Van Winkle. Okay. <laughs> but truly, despite all of these various symptoms, the biggest issue was the hair. So the brother of a popular diarist at the time, and the diarist was named Samuel Peppy. (gasps) No. Yeah. Well. So Peppy's brother contracted the SIF, (laughs) and Peppy wrote, quote, if my brother lives, he will not be able to show his head, which will be a very great shame to me. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to make this about me, but... (laughs) He is a diarist. This to wasn't be his diary. Fair, though, of course, I am it's about not him. going to brunch with you, brother. <laughs> so soon, syphilis that victims. That looks like Bill. That is my partner's hair. That looks exactly like Bill. That a little like bit. Looking in at humidity. a photograph. Yes, if Bill was here today in this heat, that would absolutely yep. be his head. I Our, also want to recommend we have this mole biopsied immediately. <laughs> that is an open sore from syphilis, <gasps> and we'll get to it. You, you'd think in an oil painting they could just skip the open sore. Yeah. It's not a photograph. <laughs> right? It the age of realism. so accurate. My God, that is such deliberate shade. <laughs> no, no. Your, your sore, can you turn into the light? I need to get your sore, sir. <laughs> it's sir, it's your bad sore. when you do not have to ask what your good side is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that looks excruciatingly oh, painful. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So soon, syphilis victims started wearing wigs to hide their baldness, as well as the oozing sores on their faces. Yeah, you couldn't have put a curl over that. But that's why they were long and cascading. It was to hide them in real life. Love it. These wigs, called perukes, I don't know, Yep. were made from goat, horse, or human hair and were, for the most part, pretty nasty, cheap, and not well-made. Kind of like this. <laughs> Speak for yourself. So these lights are real hot. I mean, <laughs> this is going to fuse to my head in this heat. I think we got our five ninety nine worth. Mm-hmm. Sure did. There's already one in the garbage in the green room. <laughs> she didn't make it. People used powder scented with lavender or orange to cover up the odor. What? They were just, they were not cute. These, these were fragrant times, y'all. Mm. Fragrant times. Then in 1655, Louis XIV, at the age of 17, started losing his hair. It wasn't officially because of the Sif, but it was definitely the Sif. I can only hear the Sif from, like, Star Wars. <laughs> like, Revenge of the Sif. Revenge of he, the Sif. He had re- Revenge of the Sif. I'm like, That's oh, why Darth no. Vader had the mask. Uh, Probably, yeah. All the all weeping sores The weeping sores. It all makes sense now. Mm. He is covered head to toe. Wow. Well, that's canon officially. That is mm-hmm. canon that's in the Star the Wars story. universe. Great. Aren't you impressed? I've, seen, I've never seen a Star War. I know. I've seen half of uh, one Star War. <laughs> I can't with y'all. I don't know. Which one is Ramekin? Ramekin. <laughs> Ramekin? <laughs> Ramekin Fast Talker? Which one's that one? 
<laughs> Joe that, Geronimo. Was that Billy Joel Osmond? Billy Joel Osmond, is he in that one? <laughs> so Louis the Fourteenth starts to bald, and his uh, pride could, could not take it. So he immediately hired forty-eight wig makers. And it, it was like a Hunger situation. Probably. The last one surviving can oh, make Oh, no, they wig. all made his wigs. Wow. He, had he had a lot, lot of wigs. And they were all really nice. And, of course, soon his court, courtiers and aristoc- aristocats <laughs> began coping, uh, copying his look. And thus, the trend of large, expensive wigs was born. Wow. Oh. Yeah, so here Explain are a couple examples. Explain the hole in the back of that one. Look at the third from the Number left eight. on the bottom. Like, what the fuck is that Number thing five. down the middle? That is, is that a, a bow? That is a vulva. Is that? That is where. That's the what baby my gynecologist sees during oh, my no, pappy. Yes, absolutely. That Number is. three looks exactly like my vagina area around, like. <laughs> February when I'm just done with upkeep down there. It's not quite summer. The top right. To go. Some, yeah. some people yeah. got eyes in the back of their heads. Some yep. people got vulvas. Yep. Yep. And then the I got to trim it down. Bit, the last one's just a hairy baseball bat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Number, number six looks like an armadillo. Well, the first one in that middle row leaves room for like a little top knot. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. So this is a quote from Mental Floss. Quote, the cost of wigs increased and perukes became a scheme for flaunting wealth. Mm. An everyday wig cost about 25 shillings, which at the time was a week's pay for a common Londoner. The bill for large elaborate perukes ballooned to as high as 800 shillings. The word big wig was coined to describe the snobs who could afford the big, poofy perukes. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. Big wigs. (gasps) It's all coming together. Yep. I love that. Yeah. It was also a lot easier to avoid lice if you wore a wig. Like a shield. A shield for the bugs. So when you were fitted for your wig, they shaved your head so that your wig would fit better than the one that I'm wearing right now. That's what I should have done. So, <laughs> you don't have any natural hair, so there's nothing for the lice to, like, live on. So, the lice would just live on the wig itself. And then, to de-louse your wig, you just sent it to Cover the... It in peanut butter. You just sent it to the local wig maker to boil it and kill all the bugs. So, it was like dry cleaning. Fucking absolutely wow. not. So, the wigs... Wigs were uh, pretty good. Great solution. Mm-hmm. I draw the line at last. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone out here also hates last. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. I don't like last. Mm. With the Age of Enlightenment and the French Revolution, the wig fad died down by about 1800, perhaps hastened by Parliament's passing of the Hair Powder Act of 1795, which made it illegal to purchase hair powder without a special license. The fuck? (laughs) They take hair powder more seriously than gun ownership. (laughs) They sure do. Oh, my God. Interesting. (laughs) Did we 
mention that all proceeds from our merch sales tonight are going to Everytown every for, for Gun Safety. safety. So, so please buy all the posters. Mm -hmm. Get your posters, people. It's going to a good cause. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so flash forward to the mid-20th century with Brigitte Bardot. Can you learn? Ma Adel. So she brought the kind of bedhead teased look, which is always sexy, always classic. Mm. We also see a lot of bouffants in this era, modeled by women from Dusty Springfield. God, you don't own me. And Patsy Cline. Oh. Look at that waist, it's cinched. Oh, oh she's oh. too good. Flawless. Oh. All the way to Jackie O. Oh, yeah. My grandmother loved, not, not Helen, she was a little, late. well, no, she was pretty stylish, but my, my, my. The virgin. The virgin not Eileen. The, not the virgin. Oh, the other Eileen one. How many grandmas do you have? I have two. Helen's the virgin. Eileen is oh. five kids. Oh. Never kept her legs closed in her life. <laughs> she loved Jackie O. Yeah. So she had a big old phase of this. Who did this whole thing? Yep. Um, also, Lady Bird. Oh, a Texan, I mm -hmm. think. I don't know. I don't know. Also, a secret freak. Yeah. Probably. Look at her. Loved a mm. big old dog. Mm. And also, God bless her heart, Betty Ford. Oh, mm. Betty Ford. Mm. So, in 1960, it's Margaret of me and Kenyon backstage. Absolutely. <laughs> like actually. <laughs> Margaret Vinci Helt of Elmhurst, Illinois, owner of the Margaret Vinci Coiffeurs in downtown Chicago, won the National Coiffeur Champion Championship. Championship. <laughs> in 1954. And she'd been asked by the editors of Modern Beauty Salon magazine to design a new hairstyle that would reflect the coming decade, mm. being the 60s. Oh. It was, it was the, the 60s. 60s. So, this is a picture of Margaret today. Her head severed. So, I don't know who this lady is in the back, but that's Margaret in the yeah. front. She looks she right. Butchered. She went the Walt Disney route. I am here for those pointed eyebrows, though. Yeah. yeah. So the mannequin's head, her name was Lady B. Ooh. She named the head. I love it. Okay, so she originally modeled this new hairstyle on a fez-like hat that she owned in recognition of her achievement. Cosmopologists, or co cosmopologist, cosmetologist Chicago, a trade association with 60,000 members, created a scholarship with Health's name for creativity in hairdressing. Oh my God, can you imagine, Mandy? Someday, something to aspire I to. To mm -hmm. win such an award. So this was her new hairstyle, which later became known as the Beehive. Love. The Beehive style was popular throughout the 1960s, particularly in the United States and other Western countries, and remains an enduring symbol of the 60s kitsch. Despite inventing the hairstyle, Help did not actually name it. So for the final touch, in her original design, she added a B-shaped hat pin, and from that, a reporter for the magazine, um, which is now called Modern Salon, said, quote, it looks just like a beehive. 
Oh, is anybody God. gonna tell her that's a butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bee. Maybe this isn't the pen. I don't know much. Maybe this isn't the pen. I don't know. I don't know much about bugs, but <laughs> that's a butterfly right there. Yeah. That's not that tomato tomato. But the, the 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 point has been made. The point's been made, yes. Mm. And it's stuck. You guys, I am sweating so much that my nipple covers are falling They're off. They're flipping down. <laughs> I'm taking them off. Throw them in the crowd. Throw them into the audience. No, I love these things. They're expensive. She can't I've part with so them. I've been so distracted. They're going to fall down to my navel. That is foul. <laughs> they are right. slick with for, sweat. Free as a ladybird. Okay, let's do this. They're fully wet. They are. There's just two wet oh, chicken Jesus. cutlets on the table. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> We are struggling, y'all. It's fine. I'm gonna fucking barf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god. So hot. All right, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Ronettes helped yes. to popularize this hairdo. Lead singer Veronica Ronnie Spector recalled to the Village Voice, quote, we came from Spanish Harlem. We had high hair anyways. <laughs> so the Ronettes made their hair still higher and, uh, quote from Ronnie, we used a lot of Aquanet. Yes. And your mom still uses Aquanet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole the ozone layer isn't going anywhere, y'all. <laughs> It's, it's multi- right over Dallas. It's multi-use. Aquanet does it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So here's a fun fact it for you. It will fill the ozone. It does it all. <laughs> <laughs> to the detriment of humanity. It's fine. We're all going to hell in a handbasket anyway. So here's a fun fact for you. Aquanet was created by the Rayette Company based in St. Paul, Minnesota. You don't say well, that sucks. Couple of Aquanet tips for you. Do not use Aquanet if you have hair extensions because it dissolves the glue. Oh. And wow. is really flammable. But do use Aquanet as a propellant for your potato gun. <laughs> Works great. Okay. <sighs> mm, yeah. Oh, my God. One of these is my mother. I, yeah. I know it. Oh, yep. they're pixelated up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's I not love a great them. My, you my get mom, the picture. My mom was definitely bottom row with the polka dots. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the bangs. That, that was oh, yeah. Elizabeth. Right about the time she got knocked up with me. Mm. <laughs> Good times. Mm. Big hair continued its evolution with icons like Jane Fonda and yes. Raquel Welch in yeah. the 60s and 70s. Oh, yep. Yep. Farrah. Farrah Fawcett posed for her iconic poster, which is still to this day considered the best-selling poster ever. Till tonight. Till yeah, tonight. Till tonight. <laughs> with over 12 million copies sold, and I read that she Styled herself for oh, this shoot. Oh, my God. She's a queen. Yeah. 
That's her swimsuit. She did her own hair, her own makeup, and the blanket behind her, the photographer took off the front seat of his, like, pickup for the background. Perfect. Amazing. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, here's Jane Fonda. I forgot about that. <laughs> wow. Just two legs. <laughs> I'm not even sure they're her legs. You can't even tell. Yeah, there's no way to know if those are her legs. <laughs> they are so erect. She's like holding it's like another the woman body upside down in flash dance. Oh, we got flies. <laughs> Three flies. Five flies. Well, uh, yeah, the 1980s really brought the big hair for men, women, and everyone in between and beyond. Music and style genres such as punk, glam, hair metal, goth, and alternative uh, featured the big hair. Brooke Shields was a major fashion icon in the early 80s with her voluminous locks. I think that clothing styles with like big shoulder pads sort of inspired and encouraged the big hair just because of the proportions, sort of balanced it out. Yeah, you didn't really want a pinhead with the shoulder pads. Bobblehead. Ditto for the uh, Victorian period and the not Victorian period that we talked about. Like the big hair kind of comes in with like, like bigger. You gotta balance like, it out. The proportions. Balance it's it a, out. It's a game of proportions. So where was I? Big hair really hung on in certain regions of the southern United States. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Particularly among country music stars. Yes. For example, Dolly motherfucking Parton. Patron saint. I would like to point out that this is one of her early official headshots. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks flowerless. It flourless. is a wave. So I'm going to close this out today with some laugh advice from oh. Dolly. Yeah. Mm. She could not be more beautiful. Stunning. Stunning. So here's her advice on creating your own comfort quote. Home is anywhere I hang my hair. (laughs) (laughs) On trust in her instincts quote. I don't trust anyone who does their own hair. I don't think it's natural. (laughs) Mandy said that independently backstage. That was... She came to that on her own. Something about that boy ain't right. It's not natural. I think that's a quote from Steel Magnolias, but I loved it It so much. Most of my foundational (laughs) quotes are from either Drop Dead Gorgeous or Steel Magnolias. Mm -hmm. I was built on both. (laughs) Here's her advice on outsourcing. Quote, people always ask me how long it takes to do my hair. I don't know. I'm never there. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. And finally, Dolly's advice on humility. Quote, I do wear wigs. I sometimes make the joke about me standing on a hilltop with my hair blown in the wind and me too proud to run after it. (laughs) (laughs) She is I love her so, so perfect. Much. She is gold, and that is my segment. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Tip my hat to y'all. <laughs> Top of the wig to you, Dolly. What is your love language? Is it physical touch? 
How about quality time together with your partner? Mm-hmm. People get turned on in all sorts of different ways. And Dipsy has invented a whole new love language with sexy stories for whatever mood you're in. I love Dipsy. And mm. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for everybody. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters, so you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, hot and heavy hookups. Hey! It's also radically (laughs) inclusive. Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color, and you have never heard celebrities like this before, okay? Listen to stories voiced by Sarunas J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. Oh, I'm drooling. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And these are my personal favorite because I like to read as part of my wind down. Mm. They have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read if you need to keep things real quiet at night time. Mm-hmm. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. And they got stories voice acted with British what? accents. I just have to I just have to throw that in there. The oh. British accents. Okay, great. Love that for you. Great. For listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash gals. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash g-a-l-s, dipsystories.com slash gals, and treat your wellness. Treat it. Oh, all right. Well, well done. Thanks. And also, you provided like such a perfect segue for my case without oh, knowing it. I'm so glad. So thank you. All right. Are we ready for my case? People definitely die. Oh, good. All right. <clears throat> First People slide, please. People definitely die. Okay, so her hair isn't quite that big, but we're going to give it to her because I googled Dallas socialite. Turns out, after I had written half my fucking case, she lived in Houston. (laughs) And Houston is horrible. Whatever, we're going to let it slide. We're going to let it slide like Houston zoning laws. Yeah. Was her mansion next to a bowling alley? Mm-hmm. Probably in a lumber yard and an Listen, electrical tower. And God bless. We love Houston. We always have a great Bail time bombs. in Houston. But something about that town ain't right. <laughs> Houston needs to find Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Houston needs Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay, so this lovely lady... Uh, <clears throat> is Candy Mossler, all wait, right? Wait, like Did, Jessica Biel on Hulu? No. Different I, Candy? I already asked. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I just panicked. It's not the Hulu one. Is anybody watching Candy on Hulu? Yes. I'm not, but I'm going to. But I thought it's maybe good. I was going to get like a little warm-up. Oh, no, fine. I don't going. think it's so. Fine. I think it's different. Okay, it's different. Back to disassociating. <laughs> okay, so the story of Candace 
Candy Mossler, nay Weatherby. Her laugh is a true rags to riches to incest to murder to attempted murder story. Murder and then attempted murder? Yes, in that order. You're just skipping over incest? (laughs) (laughs) Why is the murder and the attempted murder jumping out? Murder frequently follows incest. (laughs) Mm. Because are we also all watching, what's it called, Under the Banner of Heaven? Yes. Oh, no. All right, we have to move on because so much fucking happened to this bitch. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, born poor in Georgia in 1920, her mother died in childbirth, which statistically was not a surprise because she gave birth 13 times. Ish. She needs Jesus. She's with Jesus. Yeah. Her vagina definitely is. I think relying on Jesus is how you end up with 13 (laughs) kids and then you die. Mm. So the mom dies. There are 12 living kids, including Candy. Candy's dad then turned to alcohol to cope with everything. I would too. And basically abandoned the kids, pawning them off on relatives to raise. It was the 20s. Why does my actual voice sound so weird right now? Okay. You sound normal. So yeah, you can- always sound that weird. Okay. <clears throat> so You're can't- just noticing it for the first time. Right. So the candy- gummies are kicking in. <laughs> we gotta move on. Okay. <laughs> candy married young. Her husband, an engineer named Norman Johnson, Ish. was the world's most boring human. Yeah. I assume. I don't know. Whatever. He was an accountant for engineers. <laughs> he was an accountant for an accountant firm that works with engineers. <laughs> he sounded so boring, I didn't even look for a photo of this man. No. He's fine. So they had two kids together. The first one, Norman Jr., was deaf his. And that's a good thing, because Norman Jr. was the name. But it is very likely that the second kid was actually fathered by a young and uber-wealthy army officer Candy had become acquainted with. A certain... Winthrop Rockefeller. Oh my God! Hmm? I'm sliding off my chair. I don't even have anything funny to say. I'm just real horned up for this old man. <laughs> Look at how good the watch looks. Yeah, the watch. I want to chew on that bottom lip. And that nose can find a clit. You just know it can. <laughs> It looks like an Abercrombie photo shoot, like, cast off. I love a nose that can find a clip. Stop saying Honestly, I love anything that can find a clip. (laughs) They're tragically wrong. (laughs) Just root around down there. Okay. So, for obvious reasons, Candy's first marriage soon fell apart. And actually, things didn't work out with Rockefeller either because he was deployed and they both moved on. Say la vie. Served his country. Yes. It was World War II at this point. Okay. Did he make it? I don't know. He made it. He made it. Uh, Probably. He was a Rockefeller. I don't think they let them die. He was too hot to die. 
Okay. It's too hot to die. Yeah. Oh, he's too hot. I thought you were referencing how fucking hot it is. Oh, he's, he's, pr- he's probably a horrible person. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, he's a rock. He's, he's a man. Okay. So, he's a white man. Moving on. As a young divorcee, Candy took a page out of her father's book and pawned her two kids off to relatives to raise while she pursued a career in modeling and moved to New Orleans. Good for her. This is the way. (laughs) She eventually (laughs) opened up a business there, the clumsily named uh, Candy Modeling and Self-Improvement School. What is levitating above her hand? I think it's a sconce. Oh, it's a lamp. It has a wooden stick. It really looks like she's just. Why wouldn't you take modeling advice from this woman? Because she's a witch. Grimacing through a hemorrhoidal shit. (laughs) It hurt going in and it hurts coming out. Yeah, I looked like this this morning. Austin will do it to you. Mm. Good food. Okay. Great but, food. But this modeling school was... Self-improvement school. ...was widely rumored to just be essentially a brothel. Soldiers, soldiers returning from World War II would visit and sign up for dance lessons <laughs> with the young modeling students. Horizontal dance lessons. I was going to say the horizontal mambo. Okay, despite these rumors, Candy still became heavily involved in the art and philanthropy world. It was through her support of the opera that she met her second husband, millionaire financier Jacques Mosler. Oh, his hair is gross. Did you, did they just spell Eddie Munster wrong? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Steve Martin in, um... He looks like Monty Burns. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway. Okay, so... That nose cannot find a clit. But she's looking at it like it can. I don't think it did, and we will get to this it. This shock does not snorkel. So, they really... My Jacques Cousteau jokes are really good. They really had so much in common because Candy was 27 when they met, and Jacques was a spry 52. Yeah, he has liver spots. Yeah. So... The pair married in 1949 and moved to Texas. Yeah! Technically Houston, but whatever. Everything so, is Dallas. Candy quickly moved up the social ladder despite persistent rumors that she'd been a call girl in New Orleans. And um, hello, she wasn't a call girl. She was the madam. Get it right. She's the boss. But in Texas high society in the 1950s, someone's questionable past was far less important than their current and very real piles of money. Oh, yeah. So the Mosslers lived in a lavish three-story, 28-room mansion in the city's richest neighborhood. I love that for her. It is River Oaks. Somebody in the crowd goes, was it River Oaks? Yes, it was. Okay, 
Candy became known for the decadent fundraiser parties she threw for local charities and arts organizations, because that's all that women were allowed to do then. Uh... Then her charitable efforts were ramped up a notch when she and Jacques read about four young children who had been left orphaned after a horrific tragedy. Their father had shot their mother and stabbed their baby brother to death. Jesus Christ. So it was, this is a comedy show. Yeah. So they were, there were these four kids in, like, Chicago, I think. I don't know. And Jacques read about them, and they just, on a whim, the Mosslers immediately decided to adopt all four of the They're kids. They're really cute. We need some good PR. Let's buy those kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the one making eye contact with the camera. <laughs> Oh, Candy, he's so pack cute. your wigs. We're going to buy some kids. He's signing his own adoption papers. How precious. That is not legally binding. Now, no. it is important to note that Candy never took back her own two kids. Yeah. That she'd given away. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? So she How just was were they? starting over. I don't know. They were like teenagers by now. I don't know. Too old to be cute. "Mm." Keep them out there. I want to start fresh. Yeah. She needed a do-over. Clean slate. So motherhood, motherhood 2.0, didn't stop Candy from throwing her lavish parties. However, Jacques was rarely in attendance. As the years went on, he began to spend more and more time in Florida for work. And this Mm -hmm. left Candy with a lot of free time on her hands. He had a second family, but you... Bet you he had a second family. Well, he didn't. But we already knew that she did. She abandoned her two other kids that she was sick of. This is her third family. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she she is very close to other family members, and we're about to get to it. Oh, right. The incest. Oh, yeah. The murder and then the attempted murder. Got it. So that is until late 1961 when one of her older sisters, and remember she's one of 12 kids, so like 13. She, one died. Oh, right. So she's got a lot of sisters, and like one of them called her up, and she was like, remember my son, Mel? And Candy was like, I, maybe, I don't know. The There's a lot one? of kids. Was he hot? <laughs> so the sister asked if her 20-year-old son, Mel... Candy's nephew. Jesus. Not hot. I was wrong. No, the answer is no. Whatever you're about to say, the answer is no. If he could live with the Mosslers while he got back on his feet after serving out a 90-day jail sentence for fraud. No. Just fraud? (laughs) Not eating human flesh? (laughs) They didn't catch him for that. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's not illegal. They got him on um, a lesser charge. Ugh. So the backstory is, after getting expelled from high school, can you? is this the face of a man who was expelled from high school? <laughs> He's 13 in this photo. <laughs> Ick. Mel, whose, whose full name was Melvin Lane Powers, had gotten a job selling magazine subscriptions door to door. I've done that. I've done I that know. too, and it is not easy. Mm-hmm. But 
He used this job to con an 89-year-old man into buying $20,000 worth of fake stock in a fake magazine subscription company that Mel was fake starting. Oh, no. Yeah, not great. Surprise, that's how we make money for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) None of this is real. So Candy's initial intentions in taking in her nephew were probably altruistic, but when he showed up on her doorstep, young Mel was not what she expected. Uh Uh-oh. Mel, in Candy's eyes and in Candy's eyes alone, was, quote, muscular and movie star handsome. Despite, I want to note, his severely pockmarked skin. I mean, Andre the Giant was a movie star. (laughs) Let's compare this man to this man. Are you fucking kidding me? Her standards lowered that much. Yeah, And it's her nephew. Jesus. When your husband is twice your age, yeah. So uh, he and Candy soon became inseparable. Uh oh. She gifted him a brand new Thunderbird to drive around town and convinced her husband to give him a job at the company because he had all that magazine experience. Mm. And he had then, all that paper. <laughs> <laughs> and then things escalated bizarrely. Oh, good. At Candy's request, Mel underwent multiple surgical operations. His ears were, sur- well, one of them, he got his tonsils out, but that's fine. <laughs> I can't have you too sick to go down on me. Take right. those tonsils out. Yeah. Did he keep them? Take them out. Did he keep them? (laughs) They gotta go. Um, Okay, his ears were surgically adjusted to lie flatter against his head. Isn't that called just getting a haircut? (laughs) No, that's having your ears lowered. (laughs) His something with your ears. His face was quote sanded. Thank God. Christ. And he was circumcised. Oh! <laughs> As an intactivist, I find this egregious. <laughs> How old was he? He's in his 20s? He was 20, and Ooh. his aunt was paying for all of these things. So oh, she had a tap. She was trying to turn him into this man. Sanded face, flat ears. Well, yeah. Rockefeller's dick didn't have a sheath. <laughs> I don't know. Allegedly. You can see it through the pants. You kind of can. You kind of can. That's at least a ball, There's let's a be honest. There's a moose knuckle afoot. Yeah, we know. Somebody yeah. in the audience goes, those are his balls. I we know. a moose knuckle. We've seen one or two. It's I, gorgeous. I know a ball when I see one. Okay, so by the summer of 1963, <laughs> rumors were beginning to swirl, swirl, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> that something untoward was going on at the Mossler mansion. These were confirmed when neighbors learned that Jacques fired Mel suddenly, had security guards escort him out of his house, and forbade him from ever setting foot on the property again. Okay. 
Soon thereafter, Jacques left Texas and moved full-time to Florida. He considered divorcing Candy. I don't know what people just yell. It's cool. Just keep going. He considered, di- he considered divorcing Candy, but was advised not to, best to avoid the negative publicity and the financial loss. If so, you're that rich, you just kind of go away. Go have away. a second family. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Keep it quiet. Yep. Keep it so quiet. for her part, <laughs> Candy did her best to keep up appearances back in Texas, continuing to throw her parties and insisting that her marriage was just peachy. We're so happy. We're so happy living We're in a really 1,700 good miles apart. We're yeah. so in love. <laughs> So in June of 1964, Candy even took the kids to Florida to visit Jacques. They spent their days on the beach, but at night, Candy suffered from migraines so severe that she often had to go to the hospital. I thought this was like a post-mortem photo no. when I was putting this slideshow together. No. She looks like she's lying in a coffin. She had- that was me after the Austin show in my hotel yeah. room, like... <laughs> Same. What have I done? Just me just watching Judy Garland movies. Eating your Pringles from the wet bar. Yes, yeah. I got so... Your $12 Pringles. Yeah. I got These $12 so mini can of Pringles are high. so worth it. I got so high that I ordered like $30 worth of tacos on Postmates and then... And then ate through the entire mini bar. And then woke up the next day and was like, I don't get it. I really don't feel well. I don't know why. I didn't even get drunk. Oh. <laughs> oh, the tacos. Uh, no, I will not be making brunch. I paddled down the other river uh, to the point of no return. But also <laughs> worth it. Okay. Yeah. So also, back- I got to say one more thing. I asked for a glass of wine from the bar, our Kim Crawford. And the beautiful bartender was just like, well, we have two types. One, in, one is only 70 calories. It was like, <laughs> No. Get, I need full octane. <laughs> I had McDonald's Mm-mm. for lunch. Can I I'm get a fine. side of butter with my wine, please? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm going to need butter. diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have ranch? <laughs> okay. I'd like a blue cheese rim. Oh, yum. Um, yeah, that sounds fucking amazing. I'm so hungry. All right, we got to keep going. I wonder if you could like, oh, that could work. You could do that. Or like okay. a Parmesan anyway. rim. Yeah. Yeah, honey. Hey, John, just make sure that by the time we wrap up, you've ordered us a pizza for the hotel. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, like, buddy. Seriously, though. Okay. Yeah, he thinks we're kidding. <laughs> okay. We're not. Also, that's our editor, John. Woo! <laughs> He's amazing, and we love him, and we couldn't do anything that we do without him. Yes. And my sister's here somewhere, too. Hi, yeah. Madeline. The one we sacrifice. And, and we love her, too, but she doesn't do shit for the show. Okay. <laughs> okay, so back to this. We're about to get to the murder. Okay. And the so, incest. We've gotten through the incest. Oh, she the fucked incest. her nephew. It right. was oh, right, that. heavily implied. Okay. So the night of June 30th, they're, they're down in Florida. She's in Florida with the kids visiting her technically ex-house. What? <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Purse burgers. We got purse burgers. <laughs> oh, my 
my God. Woo. Why are there only two? <laughs> Our Lord and Savior, that person. <laughs> and Jesus, I think. Oh, oh my God. A granola. No. This is my dream come true. Ah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I think we got enough. Thank okay, you. okay, okay, okay. Uh, unless anyone has a chicken chalupa supreme, okay, we don't need yeah. any more food. food but don't throw that. They're not. They're not great aerial. Yeah. This is just purse food. I love it. Good. Okay, I love it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Ask and ye shall receive. Oh. We I manifested this. We manifested <laughs> this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, migraines, Florida, candy. Okay. Yes. This time, this night, June 30th, Candy uh, had a real bad migraine. She brought all four kids with her to the hospital where she received an injection to relieve her headache. Afterwards, she took them all to an all-night diner for hamburgers. Mm. But God's timing is always right. Okay. <laughs> Only returning to the apartment around 4.30 a.m. And when they got back, they discovered... They discovered... Sorry, God, I'm distracted. Jacques dead on I'm the busy. living... I'm <laughs> busy. Jacques, dead on the living room floor, uh, wrapped oh in a blanket. That's him under the blanket? Yes. Yeah. Not, not super graphic. You're they welcome. They ripped the curtains. They are not going to get a good review from that Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's really large if he's under that blanket. Yeah, he was pretty tall. He was a tall guy. Yeah. All right. I wonder if that lump is his butt. Or okay. his head. Nuts. Okay. Hey, we're going to be here all night. Okay. He'd been bludgeoned over the head with a blunt object and also stabbed 39 times in and around the heart and lungs. Rough. Yeah. So when police arrived at the scene, Candy told them that Jacques' wallet had been emptied. Several hundred dollar bills were missing from the bathroom counter. That's where I keep my several hundred dollar bills all the time, as was her gold and diamond wristwatch. Believing her story, Dade County Police originally treated the investigation as just one of a burglary gone wrong. But when the medical examiner's full report came back, authorities began to suspect that this was likely a crime of passion. Makes mm, sense. Yeah. You don't stab someone 39 times. That's a lot of times. Yeah. So when questioned again, Candy claimed that she had long believed that her husband was a, quote, closeted homosexual and suspected that he had affairs, Same. That he had affairs with men while living in Florida. She even helpfully offered her own theory to police that Jacques must have been cheating on her with another man, and that man must have come over and her nephew flown into a rage and killed him. So Candy was really helpful with the theories to police. Yeah. 
And she claimed Jacques had recently received phone calls from a man who she claimed spoke in feminine tones. Uh, Come okay. on, Candy. Enough with the homophobia. Okay, yeah. can you just... It's Pride Month, for fuck's yeah. sake. Let's Stop it. Right. Right. But also, every month should be Pride Month. Yeah. Just saying. And it fucking is. So unfortunately, though, for Candy, Jacques kept a diary, and while nothing in it mentioned affairs with men, it did include copious details about his wife and nephew's illicit relationship. Uh-oh. Police began interviewing friends and acquaintances of the Mosslers, and they soon had a long list of witnesses, including neighbors, employees, and hotel staff, who all said that they had seen Mel and Candy share... Moments of affection. They're family. That <laughs> They're just a close family. Save your judgment. <laughs> Ish. Who were far beyond, uh, that were far beyond what one would expect to see between an aunt and nephew. It didn't take long for detectives to construct their own theory of the case. Candy and Mel conspired to kill off Jacques so they could be together and conveniently keep all of his money. No notes. So, while Candy had an alibi for the time of the murder, because she was at the hospital with the fucking kids and whatever, the timeline of Mel's movements on the day lined up perfectly. I love it. He didn't even try. No, he really did not. (laughs) On the afternoon of June 29th, Mel had gone to the Houston airport and purchased a one-way ticket to Miami, bringing only a single briefcase as luggage. No. You should see what Kenyon packs for (laughs) six days. (laughs) She packed light and my back is still hurting. (laughs) I I like to get my money's worth out of that away large. That you can't lift because you're no. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. No. We both requested that you pack light because you can't lift shit. I did. Last trip it was 70 pounds. Now it's 55. Oh, I know. <laughs> So, in the hours leading up to the murder, witnesses saw him at a bar called The Stuffed, S-T-U-F-T, Stuffed Shirt Lounge. Oh, I like that. Not far no. from Jacques' apartment. Now known as Lachelle's Fine Food. Yeah. <laughs> he then Come re- get stuffed at Lachelle's. I got stuffed at Lachelle's. He then returned to the same bar around 1 a.m. just in time for last call and ordered a double scotch. But when Candy called the police to report the discovery of Jacques' body, Mel was already back at the Miami airport, quick trip, purchasing (laughs) a one-way ticket back to Texas. Just leave a note that says BRB, gonna go murder a guy, I'm gonna do it here, I'm gonna do it at this time. Here are my fingerprints, here's my social security number. (laughs) I'm having sex with my aunt. I'll see you in 20 minutes. <laughs> and my ears used to look like this, so and now, now they look, they like, look this. like this. Also, I am circumcised. <laughs> and I shaved down my face. <laughs> like with a pumice stone. <laughs> Smoother than my dick up on my face. <laughs> Apricot my new dick. scrub. My face okay. is now smoother than my dick. The transformation is complete. 
I should have waited to have all the surgeries till after he killed him. Whatever. Oh, that would have been smart. Anyway, eventually Candy, so the police, it took a while because this is circumstantial, but like eventually they're like, listen, we're going to have to arrest you both. And eventually Candy agreed to turn herself into Florida police rather than endure the indignity of an unexpected arrest. (laughs) So she was detained upon landing at the Miami International Airport. Press had been tipped off about the arrest, and they gathered at all Florida airports. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of airports in Florida. Does not smile. When reporters shouted questions at her about the rumors of adultery, incest, and murder, she smiled and replied, well, nobody's perfect. Oh, my God. I'm just going to say it. I love her. (laughs) I love her, too. Actually, when I was putting this slideshow together, I was looking through these photos, and I was like, she's so cute and pretty. And I said, am I allowed to like her? And Kenyon goes, well, she's a murderer, but, you know, yeah. She I tripped and fell, and my nephew's penis just wound up inside me. And I didn't love it, so I paid for his circumcision. And then... And then he ran into my knife 39 times, and then he looked cold, so I put a blanket on it. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> That's an amazing quote. I know. <laughs> Holy shit. Remind so, me to say that when I get arrested. <laughs> So the trial caused an absolute media frenzy. According to a society columnist for the Houston Post, quote, it was like a great trashy novel come to life. Correct. Oh, my God. Candy was beautiful. She lived in this great mansion. She gave away money to worthy causes. She, she had gave all- away her children and she- bought different ones. <laughs> yeah. She had all these children she adored. She had everything she could possibly want. And then the police announced that she and her lover boy nephew Ish. were cold-blooded killers. You could have knocked River Oaks over with a feather. <laughs> End quote. They I were also, on her like a duck on a June bug. I really like these little, like, off-the-shoulder shirts that these boys yeah. are wearing. The matching. number. It's cute. They're, They're cute. quite chic, actually. Yeah. I could see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Candy hired the best defense attorney's money could buy, or rather because she no longer had access to Jacques' money because his assets were frozen while they, like, figured out if she killed him. The best lawyers that her personal jewelry, diamonds, and furs could buy, and she literally paid them in these objects. Yeah. Didn't even pawn them for cash to... It was just, well, I don't know. what. How many hours can this get me? Okay. So the courtroom was packed to capacity every day, and onlookers brought their own sack lunches to avoid having to get up during breaks and risk losing their seats. <laughs> purse the, burgers. Yeah, purse burgers. I was say, same. <laughs> the New York, Except we didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> the New York Times described the trial as, quote, one of the most spectacular courtroom dramas in history. Wow. Percy Foreman, the head, de- the head defense Ooh, attorney. Up. I love this. 
<laughs> so his strategy at the trial was to paint Jacques as a businessman with so many enemies that it would be impossible to know who could have killed him. He described Mossler as a, quote, Ruth, as, quote, ruthless in business as any pirate who ever sailed the seven seas. Okay. Dramatic much. And, like, it feels racist. Also, Why? does he know, know. every this guy pirate? This looks like a piece of shit. Does he know every pirate who sailed the seven yeah. seas? A what man, do you know? That's just not fair. Yeah, so he just, he, he was trying to paint uh, Jacques as having a lot of enemies, which there was no evidence for that. He went on to say that he also had, quote, every conceivable sex deviation that anybody has ever had, end quote. No, he doesn't. <laughs> she would know. As well as an insatiable sex appetite for younger men that he met in bars. Same, yeah. And? I don't see the problem. Foreman, though, offered zero evidence for all of these claims, but that didn't seem to matter. The entire courtroom hung on his every word. And despite the preponderance of circumstantial evidence, the prosecution suffered from having no physical evidence tying either Candy or Mel to the murder. They never found a murder weapon, and it was, you know, the fucking 60s, I think. I lost track of the timeline. And... Uh, yeah, so they got nothing. Ultimately, nothing could compete with Percy Foreman's showboating. He began his closing <laughs> argument with, quote, I will now make a few brief remarks before proceeding he just to speak a comedy set. for five <laughs> hours. No! <laughs> That's like a wine and crime episode. I will now make a few brief remarks. I will I now that. read... War and Peace. Yeah. <laughs> this is a talking filibuster. Uh, his charms apparently worked on the jury. Both Candy and Mel were acquitted. Whoa. Jesus. Ew, it's Candy Kisses all around. She'll net 22 million. Yep. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Look Who's she it. kissing in this photo? Is that her, her estranged husband? No, oh, he's dead. That might, oh, right. that might be but the, they have the, the same lawyer. hair. That's probably the, the lawyer. lawyer. All right, next. She's kissing the attorney on the mouth? That's, that's her gazing at Mel after oh. the news. That skin does not look smooth. He needs another procedure. More sanding. Needs an 80 grit. He needs another go round. I gotta say, though, this is the best photo of her we've seen all night. She's real cute. She's stunning in this She's photo. Radiant. She is glowing. She's in love. Nothing She's like getting off lane. for murder. She just got off for murder. You She's know? moisturized. She's kind of getting hydrated. off. Honestly. So... They're off the hook for murder one. Candy and Mel, though, didn't run off into the sunset together. Eventually, the two drifted apart. They're family. <laughs> and Candy met someone new. <laughs> Her son. Her long lost son. But like the first batch. Right. Okay, this is not her son. They are not blood relatives as far as I know. But did you do an ancestry.com <laughs> shirt? <laughs> but 
But this third marriage didn't last long. In 1972, hubby number three, Barnett Garrison, was found barely clinging to life on their mansion's stone patio. He failed. He fell. Stones are wobbly and rough. When it rains. He fell. Based on scuff marks on the roof, police concluded that he had fallen 40 feet onto the patio. He fell. He fell. A nine millimeter gun was also found next to him, but curiously, he didn't have any gunshot wounds. It's Texas. Or Florida. I don't know at this point. I think they're back in Texas. Let's just say it's Texas. They're back in Texas. When police questioned Candy, she mumbled incoherently about how Barnett couldn't have fallen from the roof because, quote, she had already shot him. (laughs) He had a bug on him. I was trying to get a bug. Did they both reach for the gun? I shot him. I was trying to get a bug. But somehow police concluded that she was just high on pills and declared the whole thing an accident. Oops. I mean, I'm kind of glad. It's because the cops are useless. Yeah. So Barnett Garrison was in a coma for six weeks. And Get wh- some rest. Much needed yeah, rest. That sounds, that sounds amazing yeah, right now. I, what I wouldn't give I know. for a coma for six weeks. He's going to wake up so well-rested. You should be able to buy one. You should. I want to wake buy up atrophied yes. and ready to party. Yeah. They can induce them. I would buy a coma. Yeah. My mom was in a coma for a couple days when she was in high school. And there was no fucking reason. She just went into a coma no, and she, then went out She had out the flu it. really bad and it like sent her into a coma. And she said when she woke up, she didn't know what day it was, but she felt fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I want that. I want to sign up for that mm-hmm. med spa. That is yes. a med spa. Okay, so he never recovered his memory of the particular incident, but when he did get better and out of the hospital, he cut off all contact with his wife. Goodbye. How convenient that he lost every memory of the incident. He fell. I know, I love it. I love it. After being shot at, but not hit. (laughs) We'll Candy, never know. <laughs> Candy went on with her life as a Texas socialite until October 26, 1976, when she died of an accidental overdose of migraine migraine medication Whoa. at just 56 years old. Whoa. Mel, remember Mel? He went on to become a wealthy real estate developer, but he eventually went bankrupt and lost it all, rags to riches to rags. Mel was the circumcised bumpy yep. face, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Circumcised bumpy face Mel. The nephew. Also, the nephew. <laughs> it is rumored that the last remaining possession in his home after it was foreclosed on was a lonely portrait of Candy Mossler oh. hanging above his fireplace. No. Wow. no. And wow. that is my case. Wow. That was good. That is foul. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my God. Well done. Thank you. Nice Thank you. job. Now I'm going to dig into this well earned purse burger. Yes. I also want to point out that I have given you a whole burger because you're eating for two and we split ours. Oh, thank you. So don't say we never did nothing for you. <laughs> Pushes her off a chair. <laughs> Just kidding. I love her. It is a well-known fact that most bras suck. Are terrible. Yeah. And it's a real <laughs> bummer. And uh, it hurts. It's not fun. If, mm -mm. if your bra is the first thing you want to whip off at the end of the day when you come in through the door, then you need to switch to Third Love because Third Love spent years designing bras for your body. They make over 60 sizes and even invented half cups so you always get the perfect fit, which means you're going to look great, you're going to feel great, and you're going to actually be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the secret for me anyway is like, wireless. Mm -hmm. Never again will I wear an underwire in a bra. Ever. No. But mm -hmm. even the wired bras from Third Love are pretty darn comfortable. Yeah. yeah I have a couple of their wired bras and I actually wear them. Mm -hmm. I'm currently wearing a wireless one in like this really nice cherry red. Mm. I love it so much. I think we're wearing the same bra. We are. <laughs> I saw your Instagram. Oh, got it. Yeah, it's so comfy. <laughs> I wear it all the time. I fell asleep in it yesterday, and when I woke up from my nap, I was just like, oh, uh, oh, am I, oh, I'm wearing a bra. Huh, mm -hmm. Weird. So if you're looking for an everyday bra or something with a little more coverage, or like we said, an unlined style, maybe a little extra lift, mm -hmm. something real sexy or all of the above, Third Love has your back and your front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their best-selling bras are designed to fit and support your body. They have a style for every solution and outfit. Like Kenyon mentioned, those half sizes. I have two dramatically different sized boobs. Mm -hmm. So they're I like gorgeous. the bras. Thank you. You're like Amanda says, they're sisters, not twins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like the bras that have the little the little insert that you can take out. So I take it out of my big side and double up my small side. That's Love brilliant. That. that is yeah. brilliant. And you're always your bra size can change over six times throughout your life. So you're gonna want to take that virtual fitting room quiz. We love a good mm -hmm. quiz. Mm -hmm. And your, your boobs are changing all the time and they deserve to be comfortable. It's true. Mm. They really do. So ditch bad bras. Get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash gals. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash gals. And treat your bubbies. Treat them. All right, now... I don't follow the Christians much. But when we decided to do the bigger the hair, the closer to God crimes for Dallas, I knew that I had to do a case closer to God. And this sent me on a search for mega church scandals. How many people in here have ever been part of or are currently part of a mega church? Very few. Three, four, five, uh, a handful. Okay, prepare okay. to identify with this. <laughs> or renounce. So, uh, wow, my Minnesota accent just really came out. So, <laughs> the infinite pages of Google are flooded with hot goss about Hillsong Megachurch. Is the name Megachurch? That's 
like that's how they identify. But I feel like mega church is sort of like it's a like slight. Hillsong Ministries, but everybody yeah, calls yeah. it Hillsong right. Mega okay. Church. It's like nobody says they live in a McMansion. Yeah, well, but they do. It was capitalized in her notes. So I, I say was that just about my three-bedroom home. <laughs> <laughs> it's my McMansion. It's seven hundred square feet. It's from a happy mail. It is from a happy mail. It costs $8 million because the economy is trash. Anyway, moving on. Hillsong started out as a modest Christian community center in 1977 in Balcom Hills, Australia, mate. The action tonight. <laughs> yeah, I have multiple That's personality That's even disorder. farther away than Houston. I know. Originally called the Hills Christian Life Center, this Assembly of God church was described as, quote, a neo-Pentecostal megachurch with the goal of making worship cool for the youths. No. Youths. The founder, Frank Houston, started the business and his son, Brian, and wife, Bobby Houston, slightly big hair. Yes took over completely in the 90s when Frank was ousted as a pedophile who assaulted an unknown but likely high number of young boys in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, which makes the founding of a church geared toward the youths that much more horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's also a prereq. I am not well. They would hold services in the gymnasium of a nearby high school to have the space not only for all the worshipers, but for the big draw of the church itself, its musical acts. Mm. The church saw popularity right away, but was really starting to grow by 1986. I feel so comfortable in this accent. Do it. I'm like kind of nailing it. <laughs> I feel comfortable in someone, your accent. Someone here is going to ask me for directions because they're just going to assume <laughs> I'm from Dallas. Okay, back to Mandy. <clears throat> so the popularity of the music helped guide the rebrand from CLC to Hillsong. And Brian and Bobby started networking. They're launching the Hillsong Conference and seeking out larger spaces as well as satellite Hillsong churches outside of Australia. So, the, so he didn't... Oh, the dad was the ousted. The dad was a pedophile. Okay. He's gone. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Now, They're rebranding. Got now it. Now Bobby and Brian taking care of business. Yeah. No hair and stringy hair. Exactly. So in 1992, <laughs> the London Christian Life Center was built in, you guessed it, London, England, <laughs> under the Hillsong umbrella. They dropped the Christian Life Center in 2002 and just went by Hillsong London. It's slaker. It's sexier. Opening locations all over the UK. The chain church was gaining a real following as like, not a regular church, but a cool church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last night, also high, I was searching for my photos <laughs> and I try I downloaded multiple programs and then immediately deleted them to try and change because I found this on the internet. I tried to just change mom to church and then tried to put a picture of a church over her face, but it looked 
so bad <laughs> that I abandoned it entirely, deleted all of the apps I had just downloaded for that very stupid purpose. How many apps did you download? To I don't do? want to talk about it. Anybody, you know what? Anybody makes memes without fucking. $800 Adobe Photoshop. Wow, How do you could you, you could have just it. taken Kenyon's mom's route, printed out the photos you wanted an amalgamation of, cut them out by hand, pasted, and then taken a photo. I don't have a printer. <laughs> she, she, it's out of ink. It has been for seven years. She literally did that. Okay. It's amazing. So through, throughout the 80s and 90s, the congregation grew from 45 members to nearly 20 thousand members and emerged as a significant influence in the area of contemporary worship music. This was a result of strategic marketing that targeted younger generations and Hillsong's success at establishing itself as a global music standard. Hillsong Church has produced over 40 albums which have sold over 11 million copies. But none of them are as good as uh, what anything was, you've ever heard before. What was the other cult with the album? Oh, yeah. Jonestown. From the Quiet Jonestown. Jonestown. Jonestown had an album. I downloaded yes. that album. I gotta say, it slapped. It it's pretty great. Quite good. They're all dead, but quite good. It's really creepy, but worth try it. Don't knock listen. until you try it. Is it on Spotify? Probably. I got uh, it on Apple Music. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It's on Apple Music. Yeah, it is on Apple Music. I know. I downloaded it <laughs> yeah. to my iPhone device. I mean, they're dead, so it's not like they're profiting from you downloading it's it. It's fine. And so, also, the artists get paid like nothing. In so. 2010... Hillsong made its way across the pond and built a location in the United States. The first location in the United States was in New York City. Ever heard of it? And within 12 years, there were 16 locations nationwide with a location opening right here in Dallas. I can't believe they didn't start here. That looks like the high school from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Well, they didn't build the building, but they bought the building. This is their first one here in Dallas. As of today, Hillsong is still global. From Wikipedia, quote, Hillsong is a global presence with churches and ministries in Australia, Indonesia. I can't do the accent when I'm reading country names. Australia, Indonesia, and Japan, many European countries, Canada, the U.S., Latin America, Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, South Africa, and Uruguay. As of February 2022, accents back. (laughs) Hillsong's various ministries include Hillsong Music, Hillsong Kids, Hillsong Youth, Hillsong Sisterhood, Hillsong Men, Hillsong Hillsong Sisterhood Gun Club, Hillsong Sisterhood Gun Club, Hillsong City Care, Hillsong International Leadership College, Hillsong Meats and Cheeses. TBN Inspired, (laughs) Hillsong Steaks, Hillsong Hotels and Casinos. TBN Inspire branded as Hillsong Channel from June 2016 to December 2021. They have their hands in TV and film, Hillsong Performing Arts Academy, and Hillsong Health Center. Ooh. Hillsong, no. you're looking for uh, options as you find yourself pregnant. Here's mm-hmm. a bus with tricks in it. You're not getting any of your services. All we need is one drop of blood. Yeah. Their total facilities are estimated to be worth around $100 million. 
Hill We're in song. the wrong business. We should have started a fucking church. Why don't we just found the wine coven as a religious organization? A nonprofit. A 501c3 or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With access to fucking tax, abortion. Tax free. Being a religious yeah. tenant. Oh, it's Don't one worry. of our commandments. They're definitely not going to leave a religious exemption. It's all good. We got it. Fucking hypocrites. Hillsong also has several California locations and became a Christian home to a lot of high profile folks. Some famous Hillsong members include. Sonny Bobo. Bono. Sonny Bobo. Sonny Bobo. <laughs> my husband, my husband legitimately confused Bono and Sonny Bono. Bono. Did Bono die in that skiing accident? <laughs> no, he, he said something about I can't believe how Bono treated Cher. And I said, what? What, sir? I can't believe how Bono treated Cher. <laughs> I was like, what did I, like, did I miss Maybe something? Bono was really mean like, to Cher. We don't fucking know. Right? No, it'd be funnier to just let him, to just let him navigate through life thinking I that. I shouldn't have you cleared it up. should have corrected But him. I wanted to know if he was onto something that I didn't, you know what I no, mean? No, no. He was, he was not. Something. Always play the long con. Just, just go anyway, with it. The list continues. Justin and Haley Bieber. Yeah. Oh, they're God going through a lot of troubles right now. Face. Awkwardly, Selena Gomez. I wonder if they run into each other. She will never not look like a four-year-old child I in love, makeup. I love. Um, also, the worst Chris and his unfortunate wife. I was wondering why you had his photo. She just got off of her soapbox rant about this man. I hate Chris Pratt. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Ish. They're not in Kanye's fucking scam church? I don't church? know. This is like Prada Machine Gun Kelly version. I don't know. Look how skinny he is. He's just so slender. It's not right. That boy's not right. That boy's not right. I feel like this is not healthy for my growing child, and also I have to fucking pee, so I'll be right back. Go pee. Go Continue. Pee. <laughs> Go pee. We got this. And Nick Jonas. And yes, this is the second time on this tour that he has made our slideshow. Yeah. So as you can imagine, the church had accumulated massive amounts of money and status. As journalist Brandy Zadroni put it, this is, quote, a house of worship with a conservative theology that is led by and filled with millennials and hipsters. Not in my house. Just kidding. My house is full of millennials and hipsters. The scene You're within, both a millennial and a hipster. Precisely. <laughs> the scene within the church was featured in magazines like Vice and New York Times because of its absolute pop circus nature. At the New York City location, quote, a tattooed, mohawked preacher who naturally lives in Williamsburg <laughs> wears a leather jacket in the pulpit and delivers sermons named after Bill Biv DeVoe songs, which signed me up. I've never heard of that person. Yes, you have. It is a group. It is an R&B group. I'll oh, remind okay. you in the green room. That would be Hillsong's New York City leader, Carl Lentz, who is not your typical pastor. 
According to reporters at ABC News and the Associated Press, I keep swapping into different accents because I'm drunk, and CNN, who have all written this exact sentence. Headlines have dubbed Lentz a rock star pastor. This is him. Wow. Always, only, Jesus. Too many periods. Yeah. From the Daily Beast, quote, Hillsong preaches less fire and brimstone and more prosperity gospel, though they'd never call it that. In a nutshell, that's the idea that God wants you to be really rich, end quote. If you, oh, yeah. yeah. Those, that's the tenant of the Bible. Absolutely. Quote, Jesus. if you believe in Jesus, Brian Houston, the one who's taken over for his pedophile father, told a reporter for the Sydney Morning Herald in 2005, he will reward you here on earth as well as in heaven. Brian even wrote and published a book titled, You Need More Money. God's amazing financial plan for your life. Wow. I need to cut ties with Northwestern Mutual and get on the phone with God's financial planner. I like that the back cover just starts with more money. <laughs> and Brian's absolutely dead smile. Oh, he's he not failing He looks like he smelled it. a fart. He's got swamp ass. He is laughing at his boss's really bad joke Ugh, at an office yeah, party. It looks painful. Hillsong made nearly $100 million in total revenue in 2014, according to their annual report, up 10% from the previous year. It was profitable Jesus. in 2014. Well, he pried. Yep. More than half of which came from donations. <laughs> oh, I was like, donations? Donations. <laughs> She's back. You good? You get I'm, all zipped up again? I might have disassociated for a minute you on got the toilet, to. but I Play made it back. Play a couple rounds back. of Best Fiends. She took a shit. She's fine. She's taking a shit. Uh, I so wish. more than half of which came from donations, which are tax-free, as is every penny made under the Hillsong umbrella because it is a church. And I must remind you, this includes record deals, concerts, merch, literal college tuition from their bullshit Hillside College, massive conferences they put on to network with celebrities and other megachurches, all tax-free. Boo! Mm-hmm. When folks pointed out the vile idea of a place of worship entering into such extreme capitalist greed and exorbitant wealth, Brian responded, quote, what good is a vow of poverty? Oh. A person who has more is able to help more. Yeah, they're able to. Did he help to? more? Yeah. That's what we're all about. Giving people a handout. Uh-huh. Not according to the 14 billboards we passed well, on the way here from Austin. But about like, handouts. Show me where all the folks are you're helping, because it looks like you're actually spending it on this shit. Sorry, I'm busy. This is literally the inside of one of these churches. That is Madison Square Square Garden. Garden. Yeah, Yeah, that's the Target Center. That's the inside of one of the Hillsong churches. Jesus Christ. It's insane. So... It, that better be gross. the next venue we perform at in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Tell all your friends. 
a Hill theater in the round. 2026. I don't know why I went so far in the future. Yeah. <laughs> again, Low from, expectation. The planet, again will from be the, Daily Beast. the planet will be unlivable by then. Don't I get know, your hopes fine. up. Quote. Three quarters of Hillsong's revenue is spent on church services and buildings, both keeping the lights on for existing services and constantly expanding its reach. Like five, a tumor. Right. Five percent like goes to, tumor. quote, global and local benevolent activities, according to their most recent annual report, including initiatives for emergency relief, toy drives, prison support services, and outreach to the elderly and the homeless. And okay. daily golf outings. Yeah. Five yeah. percent. But the church founded by a literal child molester shockingly also <laughs> gives buttloads of money to other more unsavory organizations that are anti-abortion, pro-conversion therapy, <laughs> anti-gay marriage. <laughs> yeah. Because it invalidates it for me, a straight. <laughs> And they won't hire queer folks in any leadership positions, even going as far as to fire a choir director at one location after founding out he had gotten engaged to his same-sex partner. Yep. I bet he was a great choir teacher, though. Right. Right. So, like, Good the luck gays... finding a better replacement right. amongst the yeah. straight. Good luck. Good luck. The gays are the problem... But meanwhile, at the Dallas, Texas location, Pastor Reed Bogard is being accused of rape in 2021. That is the least surprising news you could have possibly said to accompany but this photo. The homosexual. Uh -huh. It looks like he's squatting in knee pads. He's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Also, tuck in your undershirt. Your what heathen. is that? That's like one of those plumber's t-shirts that's extra long to cover no. the butt crack. No, no. Look at his collar, too. He that just boy needs help. No. no. The haircut no. alone. No. But don't you worry. Hillsong took this very seriously. They gave him a promotion. Yep. From my new favorite source, ChristianPost.com. <laughs> Quote, less than two weeks after Reed Bogard abruptly resigned as lead pastor of the now defunct Hillsong Dallas in January 2021, an internal investigation was commissioned by Hillsong Global and showed that the married father of Thray was accused of rape by a junior female staffer with whom he had a month-long affair while serving at Hillsong, New York City years earlier. And I am sure that is the full story. Yep, so he was bad and he had an affair, but she's just accusing him out of spite over their breakup or something. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, don't look over there. Right. But trying to do damage control, Brian and Bobby Houston really stepped up and took accountability. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. They wrote this really fucking bullshit gaslighty email to everyone in the congregation instead. Quote, early in our process, the, Bo the Bogards decided to resign from Hillsong Church. We accepted their resignations. It was, okay, so it was the rapist and his wife were both working at the church. So he didn't do anything, but, but he still was forced out. He, he resigned. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh -huh, in disgrace. Sure. 
Um, so we accepted their resignations and acknowledged the time that the Bogards spent establishing our Dallas location. They're from Australia. I just love this accent. The it's, Hughes, it's part of her now. No, I have fully formed. The Houston's examination was now concluded after interviewing members of the church who asked the church not to reveal personal details. Quote, it was very disappointing to learn that while some of you experienced the Bogards as dedicated pastors, many others have experienced leadership that failed to meet the commitments and standards of Hillsong Church. I love how the wife is just getting lumped in with yeah. her fucking husband's... The fuck else is new? Right. Yeah. God damn I it. I want to be the first to apologize to those who felt disappointed or hurt. And I pray that God does a swift work in bringing peace and healing. Many factors, all amplified by the coronavirus, have resulted in the difficult decision to pause all operations at Hillsong, Dallas, for now. If you can't make a mega church work in Dallas... I mean, they're not hurting for money. What are you doing? This is one of many locations. Well, you're in the wrong business, honey. <laughs> what? I still can't I don't hear know you. what you're saying. I love you, too, if that's what you said. Oh, my God. I feel the love. So, where was I? So, they closed down the Dallas location, but the church then said it would understand if its congregants opted to attend local churches in Dallas rather than tuning in to Hillsong broadcasts online. Hmm. But the sexual assault accusation wasn't the only hot mess among the Bogards. They were also fucking found to be using the tax-free church money coming through the Dallas location to fund their lavish lifestyle. You don't say. Well, you could just knock me over with a feather. Right. Nothing like that Dallas hot wind just bowling me over with surprise. But I thought Jesus wanted them to have three speedboats. They did. Jesus does. He wants you to be rich. It's abundant. This is an episode of The Righteous Gemstones. I know, it's so good. It is. Mm. So this is from the Daily Mail. Okay, sorry. Quote, former New York City congregant Jenna Abbott, 27, said she was given one... Abbott. Babbitt. Oh, sorry, Babbitt. 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 My bad, my bad. My bab. Fuck Abbott. Fuck Abbott. Abort Abbott. Abort Abbott. Bye-bye. He's like, he's really just neck and neck with our hatred of Ted Cruz. It's like, which... But why choose? I don't know, guys. It could have been worse. (laughs) Fucking Christ. Buy some posters. Yeah, please. So, former New York City congregant Jenna Babbitt, 27, said she was given one of the cards, like like a church company card, to buy items for the children of Reed and Jess, I'm burping, Bogard, who she babysat. Babbitt, who said she gave thousands of dollars to the church, said she saw the cards used for buying gifts and staying in luxury hotels. I have the hiccups now. <laughs> she added, quote, you're right. Now help. John, you're going to have to drive the van back to the hotel. 
Yeah, okay, he's giving me the thumbs up. I think he's very dark over there. <laughs> I'm sober, but they do not trust me with the van. No. Her she offered and- to drive, and I said, that is so nice of you. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> we really need to protect the baby. Think of the baby. Kenyon on her best day. This Dodge Grand Caravan doesn't have enough cameras for you to get through these Dallas streets, honey. I'm thinking about you. <laughs> Remember when you tried to park in your own town? That Don't was you worry your not a bad head. parking on my spectrum of parking. That was a 12-point park <laughs> job. 12-point and 12-minute. Involved six cameras. She has a hovering over, like it's like a drone. It's like a GPS. I have it's my like own a own dedicated it's, GPS. It's like satellite imagery of the car parking, and it still took entirely too long. It's truly and bizarre. she almost cried. I think she did cry. Anyway, as a cry, but I, I didn't hit it. anything. But don't you worry, your pretty little head. You didn't hit We're anything. We're gonna let the man drive us home. Yeah. So That's what she he's added, here for. She added, quote, I bought a designer purse and 100 or $200 of food from Dean and DeLuca for visiting pastors. In fairness, that is like three One salads. sandwich, yeah. Yeah, from Dean and DeLuca. Overpriced. Brandon Walker, 28, also worked with the Bogards in Texas. He said he saw Jess drop over $1,000, quote, for no reason, end quote, on clothes and dinner one day, adding... There's no accountability. Everything's a flex. Everything's a show. It is understood that no reimbursement protocols were in place for money spent by the church. So, so if you, like, use like, the company card to buy dinner, it was just company money. Right. Like, it's over. Like, you no receipts. Yep, no There's receipts. There's not a per diem cap. Yep. It's just fun money. Span, span, span. Yep. All right. I mean. So that's one scandal. Another scandal. In 2008, a former Hillsong guest singer and pastor at the Australia locations, Michael <clears throat> Gugliamucci. He is a Gugliamucci. Yep. Admitted to faking a cancer diagnosis to distract from his addiction to pornography. <laughs> <laughs> After an Adelaide newspaper revealed he'd been lying about the state of his health for years, even launching an online fund and accepting thousands of dollars in donations for his cancer treatment. Yeah, well, he's got to pay those OnlyFans. Yep. He would even go as far as to perform at the church with an oxygen mask on. No, it was to his keep CPAP. Up the lie. It was just his CPAP. I don't know. <laughs> it's so insane. From uh, this wig is so itchy. I'm so sorry. I know. We gotta wrap it I'm up. I'm almost done. I gotta rip this off my head. From Vanity Fair, quote: <laughs> After the discovery, the pastor released a brief statement claiming his. <laughs> is this a I, cold read? No, but I okay. love this part and I'm drunk enough not to remember what I wrote last night. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I feel truly blessed. <laughs> Claiming his illnesses were real, 
but tied to an unholy lifestyle rather than cancer, as he previously claimed. I mean, he was out of breath from all the jerking off. Yes. He was tired. <laughs> He's exhausted. <laughs> Quote, as a result of the secret... It takes secret- a toll. Yes, it takes a toll. <laughs> as a result of the secret life of sin, my body would often break down, he said. Yeah. I'd report the cause of my symptoms simply as illness, and I've thrown my life into a ministry for many years trying to now, compensate now, for my sin. Now, now he is from... New Orleans. Louisiana. <laughs> and, my, and my dick is chafed. I don't know. <laughs> I'm running on empty. I'm running on empty. I Can need we, some Vaseline. Okay. I was trying really hard not to tell this anecdote, but... I'm in the middle of a quote. Go ahead, I'll eat more chips. Turns out that if you have sex seven to nine times a day, every day for a week, your, your cum can... Turn green. That's all I'm gonna say. You know this? I have lived a laugh. Nine times a day for a week? No, honey. It was no. Thailand. We were young. No. And in love. Well, that is the worst thing I have ever heard. Moving on before I vomit. <laughs> and yes, I did have Two a raging ago. UTI. <laughs> Two years ago, <laughs> I reported that I was suffering from cancer. The truth <laughs> is that although I was ill, I did not have cancer, but was again using the misdiagnosis to hide the lie that I was living. Mm. What? I didn't do it. It's not me. It's a quote. For God's sakes. (laughs) Anyway. He ultimately admitted to being addicted to pornography for over 16 years and using the cancer hoax as a distraction. In 2020, cool New York City hipster pastor Carl Lentz. Oh, Oh, no, no. Hillsong, baby. Hillsong. Is that an Ed Hardy shirt? I'm sure it is. Oh. He got canned because the church found out he'd been having multiple affairs, cheating on his wife. You don't say. From thecut.com, you know he's cut. Quote, Carl Lentz, the hip pastor with an embarrassment of abs, was fired from his position as leader of Hillsong East Coast for unspecified moral failings. Disgraced Pastor Lance entered an outpatient program. (laughs) You guys. Got a fallen soldier here. Entered an outpatient. I'm drinking for three. (laughs) I'm fine. Entered an outpatient program to treat mental health issues following his firing at a facility that specialized in depression, anxiety, and pastoral burnout. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to that spa. So, there are so many other scandals. Oh, no! As this screenshot from Wikipedia will tell you. But I can't possibly cover them all. 
But lucky for all of us, there is a TV series about this called Hillsong Mega Church Exposed. Which we have nothing to do with but highly endorse. Uh, yes, I have not watched it, but I'm about to This looks like up. a shadowy figure vomiting the logo. It looks like an oh, evanescent like album. Yeah, it's a... Cr- Can you take me <laughs> higher <laughs> to a place where blind men see Can you take me Anyways, you can get all the hot gossip and further detail right there. And that is my cake! Well done! I'm sweating! (laughs) And thank you to all of you for coming out tonight! We love you! Dallas, you're amazing! And we're going to take a quick selfie. We want to take a selfie with you. Stand up! Show your good side. Hide your weeping sores. Hide your sores. And if you're a VIP, make sure to stick around for the post-show Q&A. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!